Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, clairvoyant medium, Hannah McIntyre. We're on episode 11 and today I wanted to talk to you about two topics that I've got brewing away here. Number one, I've titled Heal Thy Brother. And second of all, I wanted to talk to you about meditation and its place on the spiritual journey. So let's start with Heal Thy Brother. Now, this is something that um, I've been working with my spirit guides on for quite some years now. And I wanted to just share with you today what I believe the expectations of the spirit world are when it comes to each other and our fellow humans in need. And it might not be exactly what you think it's going to be. So I believe that most people, most humans that walk this earth are empathic. And I believe that probably if you're listening to this podcast, you will certainly be empathic because 
Empathic people are generally light workers, people who are interested in mediumship, spirituality, uh, understand that there is more than just the sum of what we see in the physical world. And empaths are people who can feel the energy of somebody else. So it doesn't matter what they're saying, you have a knowing about what's going on with them. And so us empaths, we go out into the world and we um, can feel people's energy. We can feel when they're good, when they're bad, when they're sad, when they're struggling. And I've always been um, big on healing and my whole journey really started from a place of healing and wanting to help others. That's certainly how I got introduced to mediumship and spirituality. And it's really interesting when you start to work with spirit about what their requirements of you are as a healer, as a medium, as a spiritual person, as a soul here on earth. So I'm gonna take you back in time, first of all, to when I first did my Azui Reiki qualifications. Now, for those of you that don't know what Reiki is, it's essentially energy healing. So the idea is that all physical disharmonies in our bodies come from a place of emotional, spiritual, energetic disharmony. And if you can heal the root cause of the problem, you can help to alleviate some of the physical symptoms. And this manifests in lots of different ways for lots of different people. And the Reiki healer, their job is to connect to the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, and be the channel for that energy, pulling that energy in and allowing it to flow into the person they are healing. That's that in a nutshell. Now, when you get your Reiki qualifications, when you get what's called an attunement, which is when your energy is adapted and changed by the spiritual world, by the, the Reiki master who's working with you, and it prepares your energy to be of the highest possible vibration that it can be in that moment to be able to channel the healing energy. That's how that works. And it can be an incredibly profound experience. I mean, my Azumi Reiki 2, I had a bona fide vision, like a proper vision. I left the, the room. I wasn't aware of my physical body. Um, I was with my spirit guides. We were, I can see it so clean now. It's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. And we were walking um, two guides either side of me, so five of us in a row, arms linked, and we were wearing armour, and we were shining light, and we were marching on the dark. I mean, it was completely mind-blowing. Anyway, that's enough about that. Um, so when you get your Reiki achievement, you're filled up with this energy, this love, this potential, this wonderment, and what you so often see people doing is they get their Reiki, they get their qualifications, and they think it's their job to heal everybody. And it isn't. And uh, you often see people, um, it's one of my absolute pet hates, and even though it's something that I used to do before spirit taught me differently, which is when you sort of force your healing upon somebody else. 
somebody says they're about having a bad day and they go, I'm sending you some healing. And uh, somebody struggling, I'm sending you some healing or, oh, I can, God, I never did this, but I've seen people say, oh, your energy needs some work. Would you like me to send you some healing? Like, like they're better or more superior. And that's not really how I believe that it works. And this is, I'm, it may sound like I'm rambling, but I promise it will all tie up together by the end, hopefully. So <laughs> when you're an empath, you can feel that people are in need. You can feel that there's disharmony. When you're a healer, you know that you have the tools and the ability to channel an energy that will help that person make changes that they need to make in their life so they feel better. But even if you're not a Reiki healer, we still feel that we need to do something. I think it's growing up in this country under the under the church, I think. I, I, I remember listening to uh, the Good Samaritan story when I was a child. And my family aren't religious, but just in school and making like a solemn vow that I would never leave somebody struggling at the side of the road, that I would always help. And I do think it's important to be a good person. And I do think it's important to help. But that help has to be an empowerment for that person to get them to do it themselves. So let me start you with how this all manifested for me. So I spent probably a good year or two with my Reiki attunements going around, you know, here's some healing for you and here's some healing for you and here's some good vibes for you because I think you know a lot of us fall into that trap and I certainly did of thinking it was my job to change the world and especially I think after having that vision thinking that my job was uh to change the world with my light which I still think it is but not in the way that I'd interpreted it anyway so um I've got a really good relationship with my spirit guides. I just chat away to them like I'm chatting to friends. And it's always been like that for me. And I'm really, really lucky. And one day I was on the school run, uh, Toxic Energy Central school runs. If you don't have to go on one, you're very lucky indeed. If you do, protect your energy. Ugh. Anyway, I was on the school run and um, there was somebody there that I knew was having a difficult time from my empathy. I could feel it. And when I got home, I said to my spirit guides, tell me what I need to do to help this person. And I got silence. And I never got silence. I mean, my spirit guides, when I hear them, I hear them in my own voice using my own language. So they can be pretty colorful. They can be very sarcastic, um, but never just silence. And I was like, hello, hello, nothing. So I thought, okay, well, that's weird. So the next day I tried again, I powered up, did a big meditation, got in the zone. Okay, spirit, come in, be with me. You know, what do I need to do to help this person? Silence. And I said, are you there? And they said, yeah, yeah, we're here. And I said, why aren't you answering me? And they went, we are answering you. I said, well, you're not. I've asked what I can do to help this person and I know they're struggling. What do you want me to do? And they said, 
we don't want you to do anything. And I said, well, what do you mean you don't want me to do anything? And they said, we don't want you to do anything. It's not for you to get involved in. And I went, but I felt it. I could feel their need. I know that they're struggling. I know that they're going through something and they want some help. And they said, yes, and that's nothing to do with you. And that started uh, a big, long journey for, for me with spirit about understanding our place when it comes to other people. Because I had thought for years that when I could feel somebody's struggle, feel somebody's disharmony, feel somebody's upset, it was part of my gifts. It was a calling from the spirit world to step up and fix them. Let's be honest, that's what I was thinking. I can help. I can do it for you. Look at me. I'm coming in with my healing energy. Aren't I wonderful? Let me fix you. Which actually is coming from a complete place of ego, isn't it? It's all about me. It's not about the person I'm trying to help. And I remember saying to my guides after that conversation, I wish you'd told me this sooner. And they said, wish you'd asked sooner. And we kind of left it like that because <laughs> that's how it works when you work with spirit. <laughs> and um, A little while later, as I was continuing my sort of journey of exploration with this new piece of knowledge that I had, I can remember talking to my guides about it and asking them to help me make sense of it. And they said to me, every single difficult thing that I've been through, Every time where I felt that there was no hope and dragged myself forward has been a massive growth for me, a massive learning for me. And we as human beings need to become comfortable with the understanding that we have grown from our difficult experiences. And so the people that we love, our children, our friends, our parents, all the people that are in our lives, they will learn from their difficult experiences. And it is actually wrong for us to get involved and try and fix things, because what we are doing is we are taking away the lesson. And what they did was they showed me my son when he was learning to walk, and they showed me how he would fall back down onto his bottom and he had a big, I used washable nappies, so they were massive. He was well padded. And the shock of falling would make him cry. But as a parent, I knew that he needed to get over that. And I knew that he needed to learn to walk. So rather than picking him up and taking him away from the lesson or trying to do it for him, I would say, come on, Toby, you can do it. Have another go. Up you get help him up and encourage him and cheer him on to learn how to walk for himself. But when we get adults who need to learn, who need to experience things, we somehow are unable to just be the cheerleader. And that's something really important that we need to get back to. If we understand that we are spirit having a human experience, and that human experience is for our soul to develop and grow, then who are we to take away the lessons from somebody else? 
And I meet so many people who I do readings for and things like that who are completely exhausted because they are giving all of their energy and all of their attention trying to fix somebody who's not ready to be fixed, trying to help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. And it's a massive, massive learning, I think, for us all to go through. And also, you know, how many times have you done something for somebody without them asking to you to, and then been resentful when they haven't been grateful enough for it? And, you know, these things shape our relationships with people. They shape our experiences with people. So it's always very interesting if you can come from a place where somebody can tell you their problems, maybe just because they want to tell you their problems and not offer a solution and not get involved and not try to fix it, but be the cheerleader. What are you going to do about that then? Oh, that sounds horrible. Poor you. What are you going to do? How are you going to fix it? Well, I know that you are the one with the skills that can get through this. Encouragement. Because it's the same with our spirit guides. When people ask me why spirit let us have difficult experiences, we need those experiences to grow. So your spirit guides will always be with you, cheering you on, wanting you to do better, reach better, overcome it, undo your programming. But if you're not ready, they will let you make the mistakes. They will let you learn the hard way if that's what you need. So it's the spiritual journey. If you come at it from a spiritual perspective, it's really, really different. And it's still really, really hard to do that. When my daughter started secondary school in September, I was invoking angels and protection and all sorts of stuff around her. And my spirit guides came in and sort of tapped me on the shoulder and said, you know, you know that you learnt the most in your whole life when you were at secondary school and that has shaped you into the person you've become today. And I said, yes, I know that. And they said, so why are you taking it away from her? And I went, oh, because of course you want your children to be happy and thrive and do well, but at risk, <laughs> I'm gonna quote Batman, why do we fall? so we can learn to pick ourselves up. It's so important. And there are people out there now whose parents for the best will in the world never let them fall. And so they never learnt what they needed to learn to be able to pick themselves up. So let me know your thoughts on that. Um, I know it's kind of interesting. It's always something that you have to sort of chew over and think about and, you know, invite your own guides in and ask them to take that learning further or see what resonates with you and what doesn't. You know, it's it's fascinating what you can learn. The other thing that leads on from this is uh, all about energy management and boundaries. So you hear the word boundaries banded around all the time in spiritual circles, but I can remember. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. remember when my guides were teaching me that I was just literally hemorrhaging all my energy, giving it to everybody else. And that was partly tied up in, in my... I must heal everybody, I must help everybody, I don't want to be a bad person mantra that I had going on. But also just in giving, giving too much, and actually how that can become a form of self-harm. And uh, the way that my guide showed it to me was really weird. It was like it was a Simpsons cartoon. I don't know why, that must have been how my brain interpreted it. But they showed me that what I was doing with certain relationships in my life was it was like they were coming to me and no word of a lie, everyone. They were coming to me with a giant turd. (laughs) Yes, a turd. And it looked like that turd had been rolled down the back of a sofa, like, you know, bigger than a rugby ball, (laughs) rolled around in all the dust and all the rubbish. And it had hair stuck to it and fluff stuck to it and used tissue in it and an old remote control. I don't know why it had an old remote control in it, but it did. Um, Just like it collected all this crap. And what they showed me was that people were coming to me with that big load of crap and I was taking it from them and putting it in my energy and then giving them a load of my energy in return. So they were leaving feeling really good and I was leaving feeling broken, but it was actually because I was taking on their crap. So uh, they showed me that and it was it was so disgusting that it really stuck in my mind and I became much more aware of it. And actually what that taught me was how much enabling I was doing. And I had a friend that was in a really unhappy uh, marriage with her husband, but had been for like five years, always moaning about him, always unhappy, always the same story, but slightly different. And what I noticed was that every time I went to see her, when I left, when I'd arrive, she'd be all hoo, 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 hoo. When I left, I'd be feeling like I'd been hit by a truck. She'd be going, lovely to see you. Thanks ever so much, because she was full of my energy. Then I was driving home and not having enough energy for my family, feeling completely exhausted. And of course, what that was actually doing was enabling her not to make any decisions about her life or any good choices, because if you know the longer she stayed in that situation all she needed to do was moan and she would get a lovely energy hit and loads of attention from people now that doesn't mean that she was a bad person and it doesn't mean that she was conscious of that but that's what we are doing and what happened was I started saying in my head I will go and see her but she can't have any of my energy it's my energy and I'm going to and try and empower her so I started saying things like oh no god it's been like this for a while now what do you think you're going to do and really sitting there and you know if you visualize your energy like a bubble that's all around you 
If it's full, it should on a normal day be about an arm's width around you, all the way around you. If you imagine that and then you just in your head, imagine it closed so that no one can get in it. No one can take from it. That's all you need to do and they won't be able to. And lo and behold, within a few months of me doing that, I felt better. Our relationship was better because I didn't dread it every time she rang because I knew I was going to have to recover. But she then decided to leave him and move on to happier pastures. And she's now met somebody else and uh, they're engaged and it's all really, really good. But she had to propel herself forward. That wasn't something I could do for her. But all the time I was feeding her, I was keeping her there. So and damaging myself. So it's always really interesting how energy works and how we work. And what, what ended up happening with my guides was... Um, they used to tell me that I needed to learn to bat stuff back to people. That's exactly what they said to me, bat things back to people. And they started showing me a ping pong bat and a ball. And essentially, whenever anyone would come towards me and it was going to be a they wanted something, basically they wanted an energy hit, but they didn't know what they were getting. I would hear the sound of a ping pong ball in my ear and I would know that it was time to put up my barriers and bat it all away and not take on their stuff. And it sounds really simple, but honestly, doing that completely changed my life, completely changed my energy. And I just want to be clear, none of this is about not helping people. When, you know, when someone has an emergency situation, you rock up there with your full battery and you discharge everything you've got, all the energy that you've got to them to help them in that moment. If someone comes to you and asks for healing without you offering it, you give it to them with a grateful heart. But it is about that not becoming habituated, not doing it all the time, breaking these patterns of behavior and need of toxicity where we're taking, taking, taking. You know, energy is infinite. Energy, you can call it in from um from the spirit world you can walk in trees and absorb it you can sit in the sun and pull it in there's so many different ways you can generate your own energy but one of the problems i think the human race is facing is that we've forgotten how to create our own for the most part and so people are having to they're learning toxic behaviors where they are taking from others drama disharmony moaning being unkind are ways of feeding from people. When they get a reaction, they fill up. So it's about being mindful of that and not blaming those people, but being very, very strong in your own barriers and your boundaries. And it makes a massive difference to how you feel and how your energy level is. Yeah, so let me know your thoughts. Okay, and the second topic of today da -da -da, is meditation, because this has been coming up for me an awful lot recently. So I'm going to talk to you about meditation from a spiritual connection point of view. There is no doubt in my mind that if you like and enjoy meditation, it has massive benefits for your well-being your human well-being, your mental well-being, your spiritual well-being. But I also don't think it's a complete necessity when you're working with the spirit world. So the first thing I want to say is 
This expectation that so many people have that meditation is some kind of amazing level that you can reach, that's going to transport you to distant lands, your brain is going to be silent, you will be disconnected from your physical self and floating around in the ether. And I don't think it works like that. I think we, um, we're still connected to ourselves, our physical selves. We're still aware of what's going on. I mean, I my guides showed it to me like uh, the waves on the beach. Sometimes the tide's in, sometimes the tide's out. You will have moments where your brain is quiet, moments where your mind is busy, but there's nothing you can do about that. That's That's human. You can't not be a human anymore from meditation unless you become some sort of guru. And then one could argue you're not really living a human life anymore. So, you know, don't expect yourself to be able to get to some level that is completely unobtainable, where everything is silent, and you're just completely escaping. View it more that if you manage to escape for a second, that's really lovely and really valuable and should be celebrated. But when we're talking about connecting to the spirit world, it's really important to understand that meditation is not the be all and end all. I think that the spirit world work best with us when they get the blankest slate possible. And that blank slate can be achieved in a multitude of ways. It can be from long walks in the countryside. It can be from, well, I get mine from running. Um, you can get it from having a hot bath. You can get it from reading a lovely gentle uplifting story whatever floats your boat whatever works for you where you're working in a space of trying to silence your mind but trying to silence it by dealing with the stuff that your mind is creating and that for me is key too much spiritual practice that's out there is about pushing away the thoughts pushing that away i don't want to deal with that right now push that away but actually what you need to do is deal with it. It's a bit like having a messy cupboard under your stairs that you keep piling more and more and more stuff into. And then you get annoyed when the door bursts open and everything falls out. The only way to get yourself to a space where you're able to be the blankest slate possible for the spirit world, which will never be completely clear, just so you know, is by dealing with some of the stuff getting those things ticked off your mental to-do list, learning to take time to do one thing at a time. Um, I remember one of the ladies that I used to teach, she was an amazing person, fantastic sense of humour, so funny. She was getting really frustrated because over a year, she gets kept getting the same message from Spirit, which was about having a cup of tea and doing nothing but having that cup of tea not looking on her phone, not reading, not having the TV on, not playing with the dogs, not doing anything but having a cup of tea and just being present with that cup of tea. And she kept not doing it. And then they kept bringing it back again and again and again. And the reason for that is, you know, you have to sit in the silence with yourself and deal with what yourself wants to say to you before you can deal with what the spirit world wants to say to you. And, you know, part of this new wave of energy that we're in at the moment is actually about the, the rise of truth. And that, for me, is the rise of truth. There are a lot of mediums out there and lots of spiritual people who are talking about 
you know, you need to do this, you need to do that, but they're not doing the work themselves. They're not integrating the lessons themselves. So it's very simple. You work on yourself, you deal with your own stuff, and then you create a better space to work with the spirit world. And at times that will go hand in hand. You know, the spirit world have massively inspired me on my healing journey, but there's been months where it's been Hannah dealing with Hannah's stuff, and then months where it's been me working with the spirit world. And, you know, it, it kind of, you do one, then the other, and then the other, and then the other. But that's how we grow. But you can't do the spirit stuff without doing the self stuff. So if your connection to the spirit world isn't working quite the way you want it to, maybe your understairs cupboard is full. And maybe you need to start dealing with some of that. And if you can't spend half an hour on your own with yourself with no distractions then you're never going to be able to receive the connection from the spirit world that you would once you've dealt with all of that faced your demons sat in the silence with yourself so it's i hope that makes sense and why i wanted to talk about it today um you know so many people hang their hats on meditation and meditation is fantastic if it's your thing but if it's not your thing, you're just going to get annoyed. And I really think the spiritual journey, you know, it's really, really, really hard work. But the bit, it should be enjoyable. You should be wanting to roll your sleeves up and get stuck in. And, and if you're doing meditation because you think that you have to, that's never going to be what lights you up and gets you the results that perhaps a long walk with the dogs along, I don't know, the beach might give you. So it's about honouring yourself first and dealing with that. And the other thing I want to say is I did a reading for um, somebody today, really, really amazing lady. And um, she was saying that she's been struggling with meditating to connect to her spirit guides. And we had a lovely chat because I think so many of us think we need to be still and meditating like bent into a pretzel shape and oming to be able to hear spirit but spirit are around us all the time and some of the best information i've ever got from the spirit world has been while i've been ironing while i've been walking my dog while i've been driving my car and that's because your body is occupied with the physical mon monotony of doing something again and again and again and that just allows your mind to drift so if you're feeling like your connection isn't going quite the way you want it to, then why not try colouring? Why not try connecting to spirit while you're ironing? Why not try, I mean, oh, making soup's always a good one for me, chopping up loads of vegetables. You can hear, I can feel my guides come in and I can hear them and speak to them. And just to be clear on that note, in case I've not already said this to you, I think I have, you know, I hear spirit in my own voice, in my own head. It, they don't come in differently. They talk to me as me because obviously they don't have a voice box. They are no longer in the physical realm. So they send me the energy and my brain interprets it into language, into words. So, of course, it's in my voice. So don't let that put you off. And I wish there was some wonderful way that you could know when it's spirit and it's not you. 
but there really isn't, frustratingly. Um, and that's why I always say you get to a certain point in your spiritual development where if you want to progress, you have to work with other people because the only way that you will know for sure that it's spirit and not you is when you're sat in front of a stranger and you can say something to them like, I know you're worried about your son and or I know that you've just moved house or I've got a man here and it's your dad. And in those moments, you know it's the spirit world and that you couldn't possibly have known that any other way. But that only comes from taking that leap to work with others. But on a day to day, ordinary basis, you know, your spirit guides are with you. They're not off somewhere waiting for you to call them in. They're with you. So work on just having an ordinary conversation with them. Work on asking them a question. What do I need to do today? What do you want me to know? And hear that answer, feel that answer, allow that answer to unfold, and it will. And you'll be amazed some of the things that you can pick up. But don't tie yourself into a space where it has to be meditation, because then you're holding yourself back from a whole other experience. So I'm done. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, thank you again, all of you, for all the lovely comments and messages that I get. And please, if you've got any questions or anything you would like me to cover, please email podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. That's podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk. Thank you very much, everyone, and I will catch up again soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.